Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Of course, it is an extremely sad day for Ireland. A sad day, of course, because one of Ireland's legendary musicians, and not just leg- legendary musician, music, musicians, sorry, but a woman, of course, who will be remembered for so much, and none more so than, I suppose, nothing compares to you, Mandinga, and all the famous songs she had, but also that moment when she changed Irish history, or certainly gave us a reason to talk. And, of course, this was the moment on Saturday Night Live... We have confidence in the victory of good over evil. At that point, she tears a picture of the Pope, John Paul II. Fight the real enemy. Fight the real enemy. At the time, very few people knew what she was talking about because John Paul II, of course, was adored by the Irish people. You know, a fifth of the, well, actually more, a third of the population turned out in Phoenix Park to see him not long before that. He was this man who was adored by the Irish people as a wonderful, wonderful person. The late Polish Pope, John Paul II, knew about the child abuse in the Pol- in Poland's Catholic Church years before becoming a Pope. His name was Karol Wojtyla, and I'm not pronouncing that right, actually, because it's Polish. Um, and he was a cardinal in Krakow, and he knew of cases of paedophile priests what did he do? He didn't report it. He transferred the priests to other dioceses, one as far away as Austria, to ensure that nobody would catch them and the scandal wouldn't ensue. He was a pope for 27 years, from 1978 until his death in 2005, and wrote a letter of recommendation for a priest accused of abuse to Vienna Cardinal Franz Kiong, without mentioning the accusations. Now, from the late 1980s, allegations of sexual abuse, children's association with Catholic institutions and clerics in several countries started to become the subject of sporadic, isolated reports. In Ireland, beginning in the 1990s, a series of criminal cases and the Irish government inquired, inquiries established that hundreds of priests had abused thousands of children over decades. One of the most widely known cases, of course, and one of the most serious cases, was that of Brendan Smith who between 1945 and 1989 sexually abused and assaulted 20 children in parishes in Belfast, Dublin and the United States of America. We had report after report, the Ferns report, the Murphy report, the Cloynes report and many more. And many priests were jailed, but many avoided jail by death, age or lack of evidence. And also there was, I suppose more, what was more notable was those who knew about it but did nothing. But it was not so much what happened, but the power behind the church that allowed it to happen, which was the scariest thing that Sinead O'Connor was pointing out when she tore up that picture of the Pope. The highest ranking official of the Roman Catholic Church in Ireland, Dublin Archbishop Dermot Martin, slammed Irish Catholic orders for concealing their culpability in decades of child abuse and said they needed to come up with much more money to compensate the victims. In the United States, the John Jay report indicated that some 11,000 allegations had been made against 4,392 priests. An independent inquiry said it had been concluded that there was 216,000 victims of sexual abuse carried out by the French Catholic clergy between 1950 and 2020. The commission said in February 2017 that the most of the abuse took place in churches with 7% of Catholic priests accused of abusing children in Australia between 1950 and 2010. It found 4,444 alleged incidents of child abuse that had been reported. In some dioceses, more than 15% of priests were perpetrators. So anywhere between a number of 4% and 15% worldwide were involved or perpetrators of abuse of children. But much more than that knew about it and did nothing, just like John Paul II. Again, that's why Sinead O'Connor tore up that picture. Ireland, I suppose, our figure is incalculable. When you take into consideration the abuse of the Magdalene Laundries, we're not talking about sexual abuse, but just the abuse of the Magdalene Laundries, the mother and baby homes, the reports of sexual abuse, and add them all up together, it makes quite a tidy sum. Now, I do want to say, and I want to be fair, that the Catholic Church and most of the priests in Ireland were good people. And most of them did a lot of good work. 
But that doesn't take away from that large minority who did quite a lot of bad stuff. And it doesn't take away from the power the Catholic Church had in Ireland over Irish people. So the question must be asked, why do people still go to Mass? If, for example, a company, any individual private company, had a percentage of their staff abusing children and raping children, and not only that, but also a larger percentage of their staff, including the CEOs and bosses, knew that it was happening and just moved them to a different place, to a different radio station, if it was a radio industry, for example. We would be horrified. We would want that place closed down and we would never listen to them again. Or we would never buy from that company again. Or we would never order service from that company again. But yet with the Catholic Church, although they have lost people going to Mass on a Sunday only because the population is getting older and younger people are not too interested in religion, those who went to the Catholic Church and went to the churches every week didn't really decline. The numbers didn't decline. Maybe a small amount, but not much. Why? So the question is, <clears throat> are we wrong to support an organisation? And nobody's having to go at your faith, your belief in God and your relationship with God. But are we wrong to support an organisation? And that's what the Catholic Church is. It's an organisation. It's not God. It's not a religion. It's an organisation. Most of the rules of the Catholic Church were man-made. The rule of confession, or the confession box, was man-made. The rule of a priest being celibate, which could be many of the reasons why priests did these things, out of sexual frustration, was man-made. The rules the priests couldn't marry were man-made. The rules they couldn't have children were man-made. All man-made by men within the Catholic Church who didn't want to share the wealth with women. And that was the reason they did it. So, the question has to be asked, why would anyone want to support that organisation? Again, I'm not talking about disrespecting your religion and your belief in God. But the organisation, think of the Catholic Church as the marketing tool for Catholicism. Or the PR agency. If the PR agency does a bad job and discredits itself, surely you'd just get another one, wouldn't you? You wouldn't just keep supporting the same one over and over again. But people do. So why? That's the question I want to know tonight. Is it wrong to support the Catholic Church, the organisation, after everything that has gone on in Ireland? I think it's a good day to talk about it. The number is 87 188 That's 87 188 Will, hi, how are you? Hello, Niall. Good, Will. Now, Will, I, I, you know, is it wrong to support an organisation which has essentially been responsible for so much badness? Well, you see, it's not actually the organisation as a whole that's responsible for these horrific crimes that you, you mentioned. It, it's a, a number of individuals within that organisation. So... It might be slight, although I'm not in for or against either argument, it's a little bit unfair to say that the entire organisation should be tainted with the perpetration why not, of why these not? crimes against Why people. not? When at because the time, it, it at the was, time, the men was, at the top, the men at the top knew about it and did nothing. I agree with that. People should have been held to account, but the, the fundamental principles of the, 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 the religion... Uh, what people believe in, if I go back to my grandmother when she used to bring me to Mass, you know, fundamentally she was a good person. She believed in God. She believed in morality mm-hmm. and she had certain moral values that she believed in, good manners, respect for other people, uh, marriage, all that, all those moral values that we don't seem to obey anymore in Ireland. All of those things were fundamental principles of that religion. So, but can you not, and, and I, I, by the way, I respect your mom for that. My mother would have been the same, by the way, and my dad. Mm. They, were, they would have been churchgoers, et cetera, et cetera, and had very high moral values. But can we not have those high moral values by just believing in our faith, if that's what you want to do? Well, we can, we can and we will, because as you, as you can see, if you go down to the local church on a Sunday, all you see going into it are gentlemen and ladies of a certain age that when they pass on, maybe my generation and your generation won't be showing up as much at the Catholic Church. So it is, I think it is dying out, and it's dying out as a result of all those scandals. But the fundamental principles 
of any religion, the moral teachings, uh, the respect, that's something that shouldn't die out and should be that should be carried on. I, I think the, the decline. I think the decline in attendance in church is primarily due to the fact that younger mm. people have no real interest in religion, um, yeah. and and they're much more educated nowadays, etc., etc., etc. They may be interested in the theology of the whole thing, but yeah, certainly yeah. maybe not in the belief. And, I, I I don't put it down to the reports because even when those reports were coming out, I was working radio at the time, and mm. we talked about it a lot. So, but the attendance in the church wasn't really dropping at that time. You know, people, those, the diehard Catholics were still going to church. And you don't, to believe in God and follow Christianity, now I'm an atheist, but I do respect people's religion. You don't have to go to a, you know, a physical building. You can pray at home. You can talk to God in your bedroom. You know, you can talk to God standing out in the park. You don't have to do those things. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a quote in the Bible. I'm not sure where it is. Some theologian might correct me if I'm wrong, but Jesus Christ did say in some quote in the Bible that like, don't come into the temple and call anybody father. You've only one father. He's in heaven. So mm-hmm. the teachings of Christ were just as you said. You don't need a hierarchy to get to God. God is there and you don't have to go into you know, a priest and say father this and father that and all these titles they had. But look what they did. I mean, I'm not just but talking about the abuse. The abuse, yeah. see, the abuse was part of it, but the bigger problem was the power they had. Because people, including, by the way, the lay people, knew what was going on. Everybody knew what well, was going on. But nobody was, nobody said anything because they had so much power. There's power in every organisation. There's power in organisations that exist today, aside from the Catholic Church. There's power in big corporations. And there's abuse. There's, there's still abuse to be revealed in a lot of places that we haven't shined a light on yet. It's mm-hmm. not just the Catholic Church. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. You know? And and, so, and, and if, if abuse was rampant in other organisations, equally I would like to see them being boycotted. So anywhere you see a rank structure where certain people get absolute power, that absolute power corrupts absolutely, mm-hmm. which is, is an old adage that you've, you'd often hear. So anywhere you allow somebody to, to climb so high that they can look down on lay people, you will have people that will say, I can do whatever I like without consequences. I'm going to do it. And that's what happened. So, but, do you, so do you think it's not that people are going to church necessarily just to pray and what have you? They're going there because it's part of our culture, part of our tradition to get married, deeply, to have a communion, have a confirmation, yeah. all those things. It's deeply ingrained in our culture as Irish people. And my grandmother, my parents as such weren't of a generation that they were devout Catholics. But my grandmother was a devout Catholic. That was instilled in her. And that was her... That That was... The way she lived, she was a Catholic, she went to Mass, she had a certain moral values. You, you lived a certain way, you got married, there was no sex outside marriage, you had respect for your elders, you, you, you didn't use foul language or you didn't have multiple sexual partners. That was the way mm. people at that time lived. And, and, and by the way, there was nothing wrong with living like that. No, but if you if you look at society today with the decline mm. of yeah. moral teachings of the Catholic well, I don't agree with that either. Christian yeah. teachers, but society in general has corroded slightly as a result. No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Society has lost its morality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you have the fundamentals of any of the, the Abrahamic religions are respect for each other, uh, chastity, morality. So when you take that away and you decide, well, I'll do whatever I want because there's no God, there's no consequences, and life means nothing, then society just spirals. We... we we still look back. I, mean, I know there was only a documentary on RT recently about John Paul, I, I, you know, in the Phoenix Park and that whole 1979 visit. We still look back at that with rose-tinted glasses. That wasn't a great, wasn't a wonderful, wasn't it lovely? Isn't he a marvellous man? But yet, when you read the facts about John Paul, and, I, you know, I don't know what he was like personally. I never spoke to the man in my life. But he was equally culpable as the rest, as was Cardinal well, Ratzinger, or Pope Benedict, as he was called. Um, <laughs> equally culpable. Well, I never bought into, I don't buy into any uh, thought process where you put anybody on a pedestal. I, I think we were all equal. So to put anybody on a pedestal in a religion or in an organization is against my belief. So I never bought into any of that. But I'm just saying the fundamental principles of religions is something that we should try to hold on to. And I think that's what we're trying to hold on to in Ireland by continuing to go to church. Well, we're putting aside all the wrongdoing by some of those sick, twisted individuals 
that committed those crimes. And we've, we have the churches there. We still have that institution there and people are using it. And But I mean, it wasn't for people like, uh, you know, and I don't want to give all the credit to Sinead O'Connor, but certainly that was a bit of a turning point when she tore up that picture and appeared on the Late Late Show three weeks later and talked to Gay Byrne. And that was a huge turning point in Irish history when it came to the Catholic Church. I, I think the Catholic Church felt some of the power being taken away because she didn't care who she upset. You know what I mean? She just spoke out. She did that all her life, you know? And for her to do that, now I know she received would that, would, condemnation. Would that, have been a little, would that have been a little bit of an ego trip on her part, Niall, do you think? I don't think so. I think she was quite young no? and innocent at that stage. I think right. she was very young and innocent at that stage. And I think she was always quite a vulnerable individual. But, you know, at the time, for her to do that from a, a pop star point of view was, I suppose, suicide because for her career. Because she knew, and she would have been told, if you do something like that, they're going to burn all your records in America. Because that's where she did it in America on Saturday Night Live, which is one of the biggest television shows, like Johnny Carson and everything else in America. And, and sure enough, she was ran out of America. I think tours were cancelled. And they wanted to burn her records for saying something like that, or for doing something like that. But it turns out she was right. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I spoke to her on the air not long after, well, it was actually, it was a good bit after that. I spoke to her on the air and she referred to John Paul as the Antichrist. That was just her, her wording for him. But we'll, we'll stay there for a second. Let me just go to Pauline. Uh, Pauline, you're on Ireland's Classic It's Radio. Hi, no, how are you? Uh, Pauline, okay, getting back, I know you're religious. You're extremely, well, you have faith in God. Um, uh-huh. we've, we've argued over the word religious in the past. Let's not do that again. But you have faith in God. But do you yeah. do you understand why people support the church, the Catholic Church per se, yeah. and not the religion of Christianity? Well, all they've ever known is the Roman Catholic Church, like myself, um, up until a few years ago. For example, I've learned things that there is no other head of the church other than Jesus. There is no Pope. There's no such thing as a Pope in the Bible. The head of the church is Jesus. The other things, there is no such thing as purgatory. That was a thing that was brought in, paganistic, and it was brought in to bring money in to the, the church in Rome. The Bible has no mention of purgatory. It doesn't exist now. Having read the Bible, I understand all the things that were left out deliberately are not taught to us um, as Christians, as Roman Catholics, um, such as the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit which are actual powers and gifts and abilities mentioned in the book of Corinthians that are given to people who are born-again Christian. The other thing I didn't know is that you have to be born-again Christian. In other words, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is your Lord and Saviour, and in doing so, you become born again. So there's a little prayer called the Sinner's Prayer that you say, which is just a group of words that basically help you to confess Him as Lord and Saviour, and in doing so, you become born again. The Bible specifically says that that is what has to happen in order to see the kingdom of heaven. As Roman Catholics, we are never taught that. We're not even taught to read the Bible. Well, see, it just goes to show you from the 11th century onwards, which would have been mainly when most okay. of these rules were brought in by the Catholic Church, the organisation of the Catholic Church, uh-huh. um, it just goes to show you how easy it was to manipulate people, to tell people you had to yeah. confess in a wooden box to tell people yeah. that you... No, the Bible says we confess to each other, yes. not to a priest. No, a we... priest has no special powers. A Roman Catholic priest does no magic by calling Christ down from heaven and turning bread into wine. You can take a communion at home by yourself every day. You don't need a priest. We are all priests once we become born again. Okay, but, fact, they, but the Bible... they, they... Well, hang on. They elected themselves as messengers of God. And... There are no messengers of God. There's no follower of Christ would support or condone or tolerate the abuse of a child. The, the Bible says, Jesus said, that it would be better for somebody who harms or causes a child to sin or harm for them to have been born with a millstone around their neck That's and drowned. Yeah, That's I, what I, I, I have says. to say, it's the first time I think I've ever agreed with Jesus. Um, but anyway, 
But in relation to what's happened now, so, you know, since that famous moment, uh, you know, on television with Sinead O'Connor and then the Late Late Show, of course, we talked about, Ireland was the start of it all, to be honest with you. Ireland was the first country, surprisingly enough, because we were so steeped in Catholicism. We were one of the first countries to start, you know, uh, doing inquiries on priests who were abusing children. And it wasn't just those who were abusing, it was the organisation that was hiding it was the biggest problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you understand or maybe Will has got a point that it's steeped, you know, as part of our culture and everything else. But can you understand why why people, good people, uh, still go into a church uh, every single day? They, they don't, as you rightly said, they, they can believe in I've God and practice to, their religion without yeah. going into a church. But why do they do I've it? Said this, I've said this to you before. Because in every one of God's creations, every one of us that is individual, whether we think we deserve to be in the world or we're wanted in the world or not, he makes no mistakes. And in every one of us, there's no, nothing like us in the world, nor will there ever be again, each individual one of us. And we're made in his image, and we all know there's an innate feeling and understanding and knowing in each one of us that there is a God. Not our God, but our Lord. And that's why people still go to church, even though they see what's going on. They can't comprehend it, but in their heart, they know, in their spirit, they know, they know there's something, and they're looking for that. And that is, in fact, why so many people go into the occult. Because when they see what goes on in the Roman Catholic Church, which is nothing but pure evil, in fact, the Bible considers that Pope, if you were to understand and study the Bible, is a false prophet, and that is what he is. Not so long ago, he said, who am I to say whether two men should not be together? I can tell you now, no Bible-reading, Bible-believing, or God-obeying priest, or, or woman or man, excuse me, would confess such a thing. It explicitly says in the Bible that that is an abomination. So he is no follower of Christ. Okay, well, let me let me go back. Well, unless I got too much deeply into the, the teachings of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, but, well, uh, Bolling puts it in a nutshell there. You don't need a Catholic church. You don't need a building with a cross on the top of it or an altar to, to believe in God and pray to your God. I agree with everything she says. I'm familiar with the teachings of the Bible and I've read the Bible. I don't disagree with anything she said. Okay. What, 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 I didn't disagree. I don't disagree with one thing that she said. Uh, and yeah, it is. It, it is said that anybody that professes to be a messenger of God is a false prophet. I agree with that. But uh-huh. what I'm what I'm saying is, the Catholic Church is there. It's an, it's an institution in our country. Uh, the people, the perpetrators of these crimes, it wasn't all across the board. It was a minority. And as you said in, in the outset, it doesn't make any difference whether it was a minority or not, for anybody to harm a child, like going on all over the world now with the trafficking, and there was the mention of some Barbie film a few nights back being the biggest box office sale uh, film in, 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 in time. That's not true. It's one called The Sound of Freedom, I think it's called, That's right. and it's about child trafficking. But well, it's, well, it's, it's, it's got the biggest box office figures in America. It hasn't been released here yet till the end of the month, I think. Hmm. I, well, well, hang on, but do me a favour. I have to just go to a quick break, all right? Uh, Colm, actually, no, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to get you back on again. I, I want to get, because Colm has been waiting ages, so I'm going to give Colm a ring straight back in a second, okay? The reason we're talking about this tonight, of course, is because of what Sinead O'Connor did throughout her life, which was speak out. And she spoke out quite a lot about the Catholic Church on a regular basis. So much so, by the way, at one stage, she became a priest. She ordained a priest. And at another stage, she became Muslim. Uh, she converted to Islam. Um. But I suppose that most famous picture was her tearing up the, the picture of the Pope. And for a lot of people, they didn't understand that at the time. They thought it was an outrageous thing to do because, of course, Pope John Paul II was adored by the Irish people, wasn't he? But should he have been? Probably not. Um, let me go to uh, Colm, if I can. I just, oh, there he is. There he is. Sorry, Colm, go ahead. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good, Colm. What do you want to say? First of all, I want to say... Um Rest in peace, that woman, Sinead O'Connor. She was a legend, no one raised. Like you said, when she done what she done, she was young. No, and naive. Mm-hmm. But um, as for all this, I don't know. You see, I don't want to offend anyone either by saying things that people might get offended by. But um, didn't the Vatican only recently um, accept that there was aliens, that they could have been our gods as well? And what are they saying? That um, they have the biggest, is it the biggest 
telescope in the universe and in and the world. They have the biggest telescope or something. Well, they said the Vatican actually said I'm reading it here. The Vatican said they were comfortable with the idea of aliens. Yeah, so that's yeah. like saying the, like yeah. yeah well, well, I don't think that's wrong with saying that to accept that there could I be know, life but I out think there. They're very fast at jumping on something where there's something that could be believable or something that's actually true or they actually know about and jump on it before anyone else does to say, look, we were right, we told you. Follow mm. us. You know what I mean? Do you, do you understand? Um, and get, getting back to what I was talking about earlier, you know, when you see the amount of abuse, and not just the abuse, but as Pauline rightly pointed out, it was those who knew about it and those at the top who knew about it and did nothing except yeah, actually yeah. hide people. Do, do you understand why people go to church? I don't, because, like, I'd be, like, I'd boycott it completely, boycott it. Do you believe in God? Um, do you believe in God? No, I'm like yourself. I'd be, I'd be more spiritual. I wouldn't be atheist. I'd be spiritual. I, I won't lie. There is times where you have to do the Christian things. You have to do the confirmation things. You have to do the, you know, whatever. Why do you? Why do you have? Church. Why do you have to do them? I find that unusual. Because if you don't, your family, the first the rest of your family is going to be looking at you going, "Well, boy, boy wasn't he though?" <laughs> no. So that's Sometimes, become that's become like an Irish tradition now, is it? That is an Irish tradition if you think about it. Like I remember going on the go from mass when I was a kid. Mm. I remember back in nineteen ninety, was it when the the Iraq War started? With Saddam Hussein, do you remember that? I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The churches got flocked. I never seen a church so busy in my life. The minute something went wrong, everyone was believing in God. Mm-hmm. And two years later, the churches were empty. You know. Mm. Faith is a funny thing. Faith is funny things to people. And it, it depends on how much of faith really is, I think. Mm. Like, yeah, my yeah, faith I, would be there's something, but like... But, I, here, but, here, but here's the thing. See, you say you're spiritual, right? So, yeah. so do you believe in a higher power? I believe there's something. Well, is, is that... Maybe is it, yeah, well, maybe aliens, but that's that's what those, uh, what you call it, Scientologists believe in. Yeah, yeah. we don't know. <laughs> Like, don't think so. Where she gone? Well, you know what I mean? well, she's gone to wherever where, she believed in. I don't know what she believed in at, that, at that this stage of her life. Whatever people believe in, I, I think that that's where they believe they're going. I think, I think you know, with the greatest respect to her, I think I don't think her life was the same since her son died two years ago. Yeah, um, she was. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that did a lot of damage to her mentally, yeah. and from a mental health point of view, you know. Well, at the end of the day, though, she did. You have to give it to her. She did open it out of eyes when she done what she done. Mm. When she tore that paper up. Yeah. She do, she opened a lot of people's eyes that time. And a lot of people's ears started opening. But like, look how many years it took before any bit of, like, any priest or anything was brought to a court or convicted or, you know, and like you said, look at the ones who died and got away with and no yeah. justice at all. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like that's horrible like what about people that happened to like I know I'm not going to name the person personally but it was like a Magdalene or Magdalene sisters kind of thing the torture they put the women through like they're supposed to be Catholics they're supposed to be an all loving God for God all is for God and peace and this that why would you beat a woman up that's pregnant and have her scrubbing floors why would you do that you know that's that's not that's nuts man because you could because you had the power to do it they had the power to do whatever they liked. That's why they did it. And to be honest with you, back then, yeah, they could get away with whatever they liked. I mean, like, but isn't that isn't that part of the whole problem when we look back at everything that happened within the Catholic Church? And and again, I don't want to disrespect people's belief in God, but within the organisation of the Catholic Church was they had too much power. Yeah, same as I don't want to offend anyone either, but like, still to this day, if you see a priest calling, like, they're in brand new jeeps. <laughs> Well, I, well, I think some people probably would be bowing down to them. I don't think anybody's kneeling down and kissing bishops' rings anymore. I think those days are long gone. Uh, but stay there a second. Let me go to Sean as well. Sean, hi, how are you? Hi, Jim. How are you? Oh, sorry. Go Jesus ahead. Noel. Sorry. Um, Noel, I'll say this to you. And I'll, you know, it's, it's, it's shocking, um, you know, what the stories we were told by her mom, um, what she went through with, you know, the, the, the loose letter frack likes of um, Golden Bridge and I'll never forget Noel. She, she has you know like she's getting on now Noel, but she she has Sister Xavier in her head and anybody 
you know, out there would know Sister, Sister Xavier, you know, because I, you know, I never knew her, but I know her now. And the stories my mom told me about Sister Xavier, about what she used to do to herself and her family um, while they were in that home um, was absolutely horrific. Mm-hmm. Absolutely horrific, man. Yeah. Um, they were they were begging for food. Um, what we did do is, Noel, you know, like to, to be fed, you know, scraps, like scraps, and they'd be that hungry. My mom used to say to me that she sneaked down to the kitchen at night, and now not that the heat was on so much, but she says when she was in down in the boiler room, she'd put boiled, you know, eggs on the rod to boil them. Okay. And by the next morning, they'd be ready. And she'd go back down before everybody grew up. And eat them. And she'd collect them and, and, and give them to her, you know, our brothers and sisters. Like, um, now, she escaped, Noel, from uh, Golden Bridge, and she was brought back. At that time, she was bring down then to Letter Frack, and um, she was kept down in Letter Frack for a good while then. Um, again, abuse again, Noel, and, and what have you not. Like, you know, how how can you support an organization like this? Like, you know, it's it's absolutely crazy, Noel. You know, um we as a family and, and you know, we would never support the Catholic Church after this. Um, you know, we, and, and it's it's funny, Noel, the government, you know, that they were so quick to throw to throw this under the carpet. Mm. Yeah, sorry, man, go ahead. No, I no, I know, I know they were. And yeah, but the thing about it is like the reason we're talking about it, obviously, is because of what Sinead O'Connor did, and and that Absolutely. was a kind of, that was a bit of a turning point, wasn't it? One hundred million percent, one hundred million percent, and fair play to her. She, mm. you know what I loved about Sinead Noel? Um, she spoke the truth, and she always did, and she always, you know, she was never afraid to do that. Um, and she's so iconic about that too. You know, she was always out there um, with what happened in Ireland. You know, and um, nobody can take that away. You know? No, she, as well as amazing talent for her music, she lived uh, She lived in her own world, so to speak, where in her world, it didn't matter what she said as long as she believed it was the truth and as long as she believed that it would save people and it would, it would stop hurt from going on or would keep people safe because that was her main intention. It was always her intention. A million percent, no. Mm-hmm. A million percent. Like a lot of people there, um, you know, like... You think about this, Noel. Um, how how would how could anybody like support a Catholic um, religion after knowing quite well there was so many babies stuffed down a water tank and shown and by these animals, you know? And how can anybody? Well, 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 hang on for a second. Let me just go to James, my good friend James, who does support the Catholic Church. And, and and sorry, James, thank you again. for Good evening, for Noel. Good evening. Long time no speak. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Must be at least seven hours. Um, yes. And Sean, too, actually, coincidentally. Um, but, but James, it's difficult for you to hold your position. Now, I'm not saying your belief in God and your, your respect for your religion, but hold your position with regards to the organisation or the institution of the Catholic Church, the four walls and the priests. When we have seen what's gone on over the last 30 or 40 years, and there's very few of you left, and I say that with respect. It is a generational thing at this stage. Yes, Niall. I, I, I'm not surprised we say that the young people don't turn to the church now, Niall, because the young people are very much, well, it's, that's the way they want to go, are very much left to liberal uh, political correctness, cancel culture, so they wouldn't have anything in common with a conservative organisation like the Catholic Church now. Uh, they, they have nothing, nothing in common with most uh, young people now. And I understand that because change happens now and the next generation won't do what I want them to do now. Mm. So they will not uh, uh, agree with the idea uh, that abortion is, is wrong now. And but you don't, have to be, you don't have to be religious to be conservative. Well, yes, but the, 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 uh, the, the teachings of the church are very conservative now still. Not as conservative as they were, but still are. Mm-hmm. And there's red lines in the sand, which the church will never change. And what I don't, can't stand now in my life is hypocrisy. I can't abide it now. Uh, one of the people today who are, are, are criticizing the Catholic Church, and Sinead O'Connor would be one of these people now, 
they went out not so very long ago and they were con- very concerned about what the nuns did with the children. Oh, the children, the children. We won't do what the nuns did. We'll be more caring of the children. But 66% of the electorate went out quite calmly with a stroke of a pen and took away the right to life of the unborn child and gave them no rights whatsoever. These are the people that were... Co- Putting the finger at the, at the nuns say, are oh, you terrible nuns? Look at the way you treat the children. But the one thing about the nuns, they would never accept it. You and all people like yourself in modern poems for your life to be taken. They would have fought to the very end to make sure that you had a life now. But the 66% today who are critics of the Catholic Church, the hypocrites, are pointing to the church of the nuns say, oh, you terrible nuns. No. But we wouldn't do that no. today. We'd be, we'd be no. more humane about the... But they actually okay. condemned the... Un- Hold on. Can I say something here? Um, yeah. Sorry, what's your name? Sorry. His name His name is James. Seamus. James. Seamus. No, James. James. Oh, James. James. Well, I'm actually hearing what you said there, James, okay? And I'm very well educated up on this, and I'll tell you why, because my mother was in one of these homes. Now, can you tell me, James, why there was babies? You don't have to tell me there. They wouldn't sign this, they wouldn't sign this, and they wouldn't sign that. Now, whoever signs this and whoever, look, I, I got where you're coming from there. Why was there all the dead dead babies in Chilm, in County Galway? That's the case. Well, when I was young, what, this man's name is now, this one? Is Sean, Sean. Sean, Sean, when I was young and, and, and I was around in the 50s, of course, I had a first-hand knowledge of what my parents went through who were born before the 1916 Rising. Young, the, the, the infant mortality was extremely high all over the community now with all sorts of that's, diseases. That's, that, but that's, that's not an answer, James. And I, I accept that some of those 800 babies may have died of I'm very natural, worried. well, hang on, of very natural causes, right? Um, but a lot of those babies didn't. They died from neglect or they died from curable diseases. Now, that, well, that's what we're being told. We, we won't know fully until I believe they're going to start exhuming. Yes, yes, let, let, us, let us have due process. Now. Ab- absolutely, let absolutely. Process. But, but let, let's say to some degree it may, there's an element of truth in it all, okay? And that's, that, that's as far as we can go for the moment. So let's say there's an element of truth in it all. You're saying there's hypocrisy in relation to people who voted for abortion. And don't get me wrong, I, I didn't vote for abortion, so, but, just, but for the people who I did... I didn't vote at all, neither, Sid. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you voted at all. That's fine, no, I didn't. And for the people who did, right? So what, what I'm saying is, there was also a level of hypocrisy by the Catholic Church themselves, because these same people who professed not to agree with abortion and professed to, you know, protect the unborn child and to want to protect the unborn child also allowed babies to die, needlessly. Yeah. So, well, I, so I that, that's that that's now. hypocrisy, and, and they also allowed priests to abuse these young children and babies, if you want to call them I, babies. They allowed I, I it don't to happen. That now that any any nun would let a child deliberately die, that is an allegation. Now, that where is the proof? As you know, there will be proof soon enough. There will be. Will, and will, will, and will, will, as you know, can now, I say something to you? Well, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think we'll ever prove it in concrete, but I think, I think it's fair. Well, hang on, hang on, Sean. James, I think it's a fair assumption to make. James. Well, I don't believe in Well, James, James, listen listen to the, I suppose, the catalogue of details that have been given by mothers who were in mother and baby homes, who were yeah. in institutions okay, yeah. and magazine laundries. Yeah, sorry, Sean. My, mother was, my mother was there, James. Your mother, was your mother there? Was your no, father because... there? Was your family there? Right. Well, I'm going to educate you, James. My mother was there. And she's seen what happened. And she can fucking tell you now what happened. Then kids died on needles. And they fucking died. Now, I'm telling that. Because I don't, I don't, for one minute, do not believe my mother. My mother told the whole truth and nobody the truth. Then kids died from neglect by them bastards. Watch, you, watch your language, Sean. There's no need, is there? Okay. Sorry, sorry, so it's okay, it's okay. You, you, no, but here's the thing. You know, you come on here, um, James, and you, you, you know, you're, you're giving it all this. We know the truth, James. I've been told the truth by a surviving member, and that's my mother. Well, do me, but do me a favour, both of you, just before I go into the break, I do want to go to Rose as well, because, uh, Rose, you are also a survivor of an institution. Yes, I am. I spoke to you once before, Niall, but I'll just, uh, I'll just stick to Rose for the moment. Okay. Yeah, um, yes, I was seven years of age when I was taken to my father. Before I go there, my father was in Artane School 
and my mother would have been in the Good Shepherds in Limerick. So the boat had met up at some time. I had no idea what they had, but they had 11 children. And out of that 11 children, every one of us ended up in a home. And I remember the priest where I lived. I lived out in Ballyfermot, and he came down to my parents and he said, that evil girl is going to a school and she will learn manners. I was only seven at the time, got quite seven. I was had long curly hair and they took me to this school, not very far from Chapel Lizard. And um, the nun was so nice to my dad when he went to, when I went there and I thought everything was going to be lovely. But when they went, the nun said, you can scream and shout and do what you like. This is where hell is it now. And they cut my hair. I had beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. Well, I rebelled against it. And I got belted and, sh- and talk about going to mass. They had us up early in the morning, six o'clock. And we were down in church by seven. Didn't the bloody start till eight. And if you moved or did anything, a nun came up and pulled you by the hair or pinched the arms off of you and thumped you in the back and told you to kneel. I can't kneel to this day, Niall, and I'm 69 years of age because my knees were in this. I'm sorry to hear you went through that, Rose. And and and, and again, I want to be... And all my other... I, I, I have a family now. I've mm. lost a few to have died. I'm a bit emotional about this because everybody... I wished I had met Sinead O'Connor. I know... The survivors group might have had met her, but I'm with them. Mm. But I, I just wish I had met her, talked to her, because maybe one day we won't have time to talk here. But I would love to talk to you on your own, maybe buy you a coffee, a cake, or something, and meet somewhere down at the castle or somewhere like that. That's where I love going to. Mm-hmm. That'll be lovely. And um. You know, give you a, an idea of my life. And um, I am 15 years I've got counselling. I'm getting there slowly but surely. But I know I will die thinking of what those horrible people done to our family. And that was my dad, my mom, and his older siblings. And can I, can I ask a question? Do, do you still believe in God? I do believe there's somebody out there kinder and good, but yeah. I don't think church is the place I go to. to. Now I will light a candle because I do it for my own children because I worry about them because you know mm-hmm. life is tough. Yeah. And um, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry that you went through all of that, Rose. I really am sorry that you went through that. Was well, a- I always feel that my, uh, you know, like I never drank, I never smoked. I tried to do the best I could for my children. I we done everything possible we could do for them, and they done well. But they have scars now because you know, like I was probably a young girl with child, and I remember one of my sisters. I didn't see her for nine years. She was in Golden Bridge, and when I met her, she came home, and I remember the word she says. We're going to set up for dinner here. She was or something at twelve o'clock, and I said that doesn't happen in this house. Mm. And she looked and she said, "Oh," and that was the last time that she went away to London to get away from. Thought if she left Ireland, no one could follow her. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. Thing, she just thought the sea would stop them. That's how innocent she was, and she had her family over there, and unfortunately, they went down a sad road. Okay. And she only died about seven years ago. And I always promised that I would write a book, Nile. I've half of it done, but uh, you should. didn't get the education. Mm. And that's what I would love to show you a bit about, because I need help with the rest of it. Okay. Well, I'd be happy enough to try and help you if I can, in any shape or form. Yeah, that would be great. And but but I let me, can, can, I, can I just say something? It, I, I, I want to just say, James, so you're, you're listening to Rose there. Now, I, I know it's not every nun, and I know it's not every priest, James, but this was endemic in Irish society at one stage. 
And it was because the Catholic Church, not God or Jesus, but because the Catholic Church, James, had too much power. Well, Niall, you know, the church, if it was a political party, would have been the biggest in the country. Why? Yeah. Oh, yes. Because it had, a man- it had a mandate from the people. The people came every Sunday, like they go to the polling booth and voted for the Catholic Church. They wanted the church to have that influence now. Out of so fear? Was that out of fear, maybe? Ah, no. My, my, father was, my father was a very tough man, and your father was a tough man. Uh, they weren't afraid of anyone. Uh, and that's what they wanted. Society wanted the church to have that mandate. They knew what was Foot going Nile. on a lot. Yes. Sorry? Foot Nile. Yes, Rose? There's one thing. We were put to mad homes as well. I was put into mental homes. That's why I wouldn't have enough time to discuss all this on the zone to do a lot of on mm. the air. But these were places we were put, you, you know. But, like, the, it's just like... Um, but now we, we have say, to put things in historical context. We, we, there was a time when you and I and many of our listeners of our vintage were beaten black and blue in school by lay teachers. Wrong, now, Very wrong. But... At the time, it was the normal. It was acceptable. But, but, it's, but, it's but, but, but hang on. But, yeah, but, but hang on. That should have been never normal. That should have been never should, normal. And that's, the, that's a good we point, James. It shouldn't have been normal. And, and we were meant to be given an education. I seen people die in the schools where I was, and they weren't looked after. You know? I mean, there was no, the, the difference in what you were talking about, James, and I agree with you. When we went to school, it was both lay teachers and Christian brothers. In my case, they gave you good hiding and gave you a box in the head or whatever it was, or if you didn't do your homework or whatever. But the difference for Rose was she didn't get to go home. Do you understand what I'm saying? So she she didn't, like, the way she was treated in school, she didn't get the education she needed. At least I got the education. You got the education, James. Yes. She well, didn't I'm get it. And even to this day, I, 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 I'm fighting just with the, with, with the government to get me a one teacher to help me just before. I, I mean, I learned a lot because I had a woman I knew many years ago. She was a teacher and gave me two years of help. But I need a lot of help. But it was just lovely just to go and learn the ABC. Imagine at my age learning the ABC, you know. But that was something I always wanted to do. And now I'm I, I mixed with a lot of decent people over the years. I managed to survive. I always call myself the battle to survive. And I call myself the wild rose, you know. Well, I, I, I can say one thing to you, Rose. If I could say one thing, you're very articulate in the way you explain it. So I wouldn't worry too much yeah. about your education now. I think you're very educated no, no. In, the, in the way you explain no, things. I, yeah, well, that, that's... That's good. That I, mm. I, 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 I want to just before I, before I go into the news, James, I, I, sorry, Sean, I'll come back to you in a few minutes if I can. But James, listening to Rose's story, I understand, James, the point you're making. It was a different world. We lived in a different world. But that different world was dictated to us by an organisation, not by a government. And we, by the way, we've seen the same problems nowadays with a government to some degree. But not by a government, but by an organisation who had way too much power in a country where people had fear. They had the fear of the parish priest, if they weren't doing the right thing, that they would be shunned in society. Young girls who got pregnant, for example, were shunned in society as unmarried mothers with illegitimate children. You know, this was all part of what we lived with at the time. And it's all well and good to say that's the way it was. But that's unacceptable. That sh- it shouldn't have been like that. But to see now, you cannot reverse 2023, back to when I was born now. You cannot accept that, oh yeah, we should have known all this. We should have done all this. We shouldn't have had, we shouldn't have uh, all the problems then that we, we just didn't have, we didn't have the knowledge now. We didn't, you know yourself, you've often said yourself, society of violence, if that lady would let me finish because I didn't interrupt her now. If the society of violence and changes, you've always said that now. Society of violence changes and when we, when we know better, we do better now. Oh yeah, I, I, I've, I speak to Jane about this all the time, that you can't look back with 2023 glasses and, and you know, and moralise over what happened 40 years ago. But that still doesn't excuse the behaviour, you know, the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, the way Rose was treated in school. That's, it doesn't excuse that, James. Oh, yes. No, I mean, no, I mean, I, no, what, yeah, sorry, sorry, Rose, go ahead. Sorry, 
I just I just heard something there during the week about Preston Kennedy sixty years ago and it's sixty odd years ago since I because I was about that's right. Same, I, was well, I, I was born the day the year time. he was killed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I remember the nuns making us watch the the, te- the telly. Nothing else we ever watched on little telly. But I hope it was lovely watching him. It actually it took away the pain of the shite nuns. Excuse me for saying that. But I gave them hell, Niall. I gave them as much hell as they gave me. And I made sure that I... Because it was one thing my father always said to me. He said, I, I suppose I wasn't a great father to you. But he said, you learn. And you learn the hard way. And he said, stand up to the fuckers. Because I couldn't do it in our same school. And he was a boy. Yeah, my father used to threaten us, as most fathers did in the north side of Dublin, that if we were bold, we'd be sent to our tain school. I always remember that was a thing. So it just goes to show you, James, even at the time, parents, you know, in Dublin knew Artane School had a problem and there was a problem there and the way people were being treated in Artane School. But yet we did nothing about it. The same with the Garda Sheikana on the Navin Road. They knew something was going on in St. Patrick's Home on the Navin Road where I was born. But they kind of did nothing about it because the sergeant would say, I was in St. Patrick's as well when I was a child. Like ah, so we might we might have met at some very when I was very very young, Rose. I was probably I I was very young as well. Niall, I was yeah. probably about eight, 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 eighteen. Oh months well, I, or something like yeah, that. I was only about twelve months or thirteen months. Anyway, listen, Rose, thank you very much indeed for sharing your story, and we I'll make sure that they have your number there, and I'll be in contact with you, and I'll arrange to have that cup of tea with you someday in a scone, and we'll have a chat. Uh, I'll try to take one or two more after the break if I can. Thank you, James, as well, and Sean. Uh, the number's oh eight seven one double eight triple zero. I got take a quick break I want to know well, are we continuing this after the break do you want to take a couple more yeah absolutely because so many people want to talk about it we're talking about the fact that Sinead O'Connor tore a picture of the Pope up and people are still texting into me without saying it was a wonderful day at the Phoenix Park why are you having to go Pope John Paul he was an amazing man he wasn't an amazing man he wasn't an amazing man he was a man who knew about paedophilia within the Catholic Church but did nothing about it he was a man who knew about paedophile priests but just moved them just like everybody else that was in the Catholic Church not everybody obviously but that was the biggest problem with the church. It wasn't those, the perpetrators of the crimes. It was those who knew about the crimes but did nothing about it and said nothing. So why do people still go to Mass? Not why do people believe in God and Jesus. I, be- I understand why people do that. and That's your faith and I respect that. But why do people still go to Mass? Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh.